Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. First of Tishri, Tishri being the seventh month, Rosh Hashanah being the first day of the month. So scripture is telling us in this, in what we might call a creation code in the scripture. We are looking and we're seeing that the scripture is revealing to us that Rosh Hashanah was the very first day. It celebrates the creation of the universe. It celebrates the creation of all things. Somebody ought to give God the praise. Now we ask the next question. Dr. Corral, all right, we've established that Rosh Hashanah begins creation. And we read it in the beginning, and we changed the letters around, and we came up with on the first of Tishri. We, we can establish that fact. But how do we establish this very first personal promise and attribute of power in Rosh Hashanah that you just gave us, the manifestation of divine formation in our life? How do we establish that from Rosh Hashanah? Where do we get that? Well, I would like you, if you will, dear people of God, to continue with me reading in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The scripture says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, now watch this. This is what happened on the first Rosh Hashanah. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm reading what happened on the first Rosh Hashanah. On the first Rosh Hashanah, verse 2 is going to tell us what happened. The Bible says, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. What does that mean? That means on the very first Rosh Hashanah, something supernatural was happening. The earth was without form. It was void. It was dark. It was like an abyss. Many of you right now, your destiny is without purpose. You've said, God, I don't see any purpose coming out of this pain. It seems like it's dark. It has no shape. I don't know where I'm going. Everything's changed. I feel like I'm in a strange place. I feel like God is changing everything on me. Nothing seems to be like it used to be. I can't sense that things are like they used to be. And sometimes we even wonder why are things so different and we begin to long for the past and we begin to say god why are these days so difficult and why is the past so painful but i'm here today to tell you that rosh hashanah is going to change things in your life not because it's a magical date on the calendar it's because God promised in his word, supernatural seasons, that you don't have to stay stuck in this place for the rest of your life. God in his mercy, because of the blood, has 
is for you, a shift into a new season. I'm not getting a witness here tonight. Let's look at the word, and I want you to see it just for a moment. I want you to see this powerful text. Genesis 1-2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Now, what we need to understand is the word without form is the word tohu. Sit with me, tohu. In Hebrew, the word toho literally implies the absence of form. It means there was no form to it. It was toho. It also implies not only was this mass that is being seen, that Moses is describing to us, the earth was without form. It was a mass. It was tohu the absence of formation. But also we have the absence of order. This is something that Tohu in the Hebrew language communicates to us, that there was no divine order, that everything was in chaos and confusion. There are some of you right now, your destiny seems to be in chaos and confusion. You say, God, I can't make any sense out of all the things I've been through. I don't know where I'm going and I don't know where you're leading me. Some of you say, I don't have any sense of direction. I, I, I don't know where God wants me. I don't know what the next step is. I don't even know how to believe God anymore. If that's you, I want you to know God remembers you. I want you to know on the day of remembrance, as Rosh Hashanah approaches, God is going to remember you. I want you to know, look at the word. The earth was without form and void. It was tohu. And darkness was on the face of the deep. So it was tohu without form. And the word void in Hebrew is the word bohu which literally means lifeless. But the word lifeless here doesn't just mean lifeless in the sense life has never emerged. This is a very, it's, it's a word to ponder in Hebrew because it demonstrates something happened. Something happened that made the earth lifeless. Something took place. The word bohu implies desolation. The word bohu implies without formation and total desolation as if it was just chaos and confusion. But on the first of Tishri, in the beginning, when the earth was without form and void and when darkness was on the face of the deep, on the first Rosh Hashanah, the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. I want you 
to know that seven is a symbol of the Spirit of God. When Rosh Hashanah begins, the Spirit of God is going to move over your destiny. He's going to move over your pain. He's going to move over your hurt, your heartache, your pain. And he's going to begin to form you. Somebody ought to say amen. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So now what is Tohu, without any form, and that which is Bohu, which is completely void, there's going to be a manifestation of divine formation. God wants you to know that his spirit, as the seventh month begins, seven supernatural symbol of the spirit of God, seven, a supernatural symbol of a supernatural segment of time, when God is going to begin to change things in your life, that which had no meaning, that which was void, that which was in utter desolation, something happened, something took the form out of it, something happened, it's just emptiness. Some of you have an empty dream, you have an empty vision. You say at one time this vision was alive, but now it seems like the vision is dead. On Rosh Hashanah, the Spirit of God is gonna move over your vision. He's gonna move over your dream. He's gonna move over your prophetic word. He's gonna move over every promise that God has given you. Can I get a witness somewhere? First Rosh Hashanah. Touch your neighbor and say the first Rosh Hashanah. Can we continue in the context? Touch your neighbor and say the Bible is so awesome. As we continue in the context, now we're going to see the first creative act with the ten utterances. Ten times God uttered, let there be. God said, let there be light. God used the utterances to create in seven days, ten utterances. Say it with me, in seven days, ten utterances, seven and ten. Atonement. Remember, the day of atonement is the tenth day of the seventh month. So we see inscribed in creation a revelation of atonement. Why? Because he created this world with mercy in mind. He created this world, hallelujah, for a savior. Somebody ought to say amen. Now watch verse 3. 
Verse 3 says, now here's the first creative act. The Spirit of God is moving on what was tohu and bohu. And the very first creative act we're going to see for the first time in Scripture, the appearance of divine providence. The first attribute of God that appears to us, that's communicable to us as human beings. Remember, there are non-communicable attributes of God that no human being will ever understand or participate in. His holiness is non-communicable. He is invisible. He is light. And all of those attributes, he is omniscient. He is omnipresent. These are non-communicable attributes to, to, to you and to me. But there are some attributes that we look at that we cannot participate in, but that we can receive, that we are recipients of the blessing of it. And one of those attributes is divine providence. And here we are going to see the very first attribute of divine providence released in the earth in verse 3. The Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, beloved, we need to understand what's happening here. This is not the light that God created to light the day with. This is not the light that lights the moon, the moon that lights the evening. This is not the light of the sun. This is not the light of day or the moon at night. This is not light from a luminary. And God said, let there be light, and he divided the light from the darkness. So light came out of darkness. The very first thing God created was light coming out of darkness. I'm going to say it again. The very first thing God created which is a prophetic parallel of his providence. The first thing he wants man to know, the reshon of his creation, is that light will always come out of darkness. No matter what you're going through, light is always gonna come out of the darkness. He's always gonna make a way where there is no way. He's never gonna keep you in the darkness. Something good is always gonna come out of what the enemy planned for harm. Somebody ought to say, light is coming out of the darkness. Some of you are got it, some of us didn't, and some of us are saying, what happened? Let's look at this again so that we are so sure, so that we can depend upon the promise of God that whatever darkness you may be experiencing, whatever unknowing is in your life right now, 
whatever difficulty is plaguing your destiny, whatever type of hardship you are going through this very moment, the very first thing God created was the power of his providence to be communicated to earth and providence. Because nothing that is really evil can ever happen to his children. I didn't say to the world, I said to his children. The word ra in Hebrew is a word that means intrinsically evil. You can be going through the most difficult days as Joseph went through the most difficult days. Sold into slavery, being taken away from your family, brought down to Potiphar, being lied about, and put in a prison. You can experience days of darkness like Joseph. But you can't call them raw, evil. Because whatever the enemy plans for harm, when you walk with God, God will always turn it and use it for his glory. Somebody ought to give God the praise. God said, let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. So the light represents God bringing good. And the Bible says, and God divided the light from the darkness. He didn't divide the darkness from the light. He brought light out of the darkness. He brought good out of your grief. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. So this means light out of the darkness means there's a plan behind the pain. Touch your neighbor and say there's a plan behind this painful experience. Somebody ought to say there's a day of destiny out of this darkness. Come on. This is why the Bible says that all of your darkness is going to be used toward destiny. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 3, I will give you the treasures of darkness. That means whatever you're going through that's dark, God says, I'm going to bring destiny out of it. I'm going to bring riches out of it. I'm going to use it for my glory. You're going to look back on those days and you're going to go back and thank the people who actually hurt you. You're going to say, if it wasn't for that time you fired me or if it wasn't for that horrible thing that I went through, I wouldn't be in this place that I'm in now. So I just want to shake your hand for bringing me to that place. Touch your neighbor and say, the devil is a liar. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, when Joseph was standing before his brethren, 
Joseph being made now viceroy of Egypt. God having a plan behind the pain. God bringing good out of the grief. Because the very first thing God created on the first day of creation was the power of his providence toward darkness. It's his promise. It was created on the first day of creation. Good coming out of grief. Destiny coming out of darkness was created on the first Rosh Hashanah. Joseph said to his brothers, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. What the enemy meant for harm, God turned it around and used it for good. Somebody ought to say. Just look at this just for a moment. There really is this pattern throughout Genesis 1. It's a pattern that is repeated over and over and over again. Darkness to light. 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 Not light to darkness. So that we will understand it's an enmeshed motif that's in this text, not light to darkness, not morning to night, but night to morning. God divided the light from the darkness. And if you see the way the text is, the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the first day. It's a cycle. Darkness first, light comes out of it. Darkness first, light comes out of it. Darkness first, light comes out of it. So whatever darkness you experience, God's already promised light is going to come out of it. I, I can't get a witness in this house today. tell you, you have no idea what's going to happen on Rosh Hashanah. That's why I got to get you ready. I'm going to just take some, some little weekend at random and say, okay, we're now ready for Rosh Hashanah. Are you kidding me? You got a whole year of blessing ahead of you. I got to get you ready for the next level. I I'm not talking about just some commemoration. I'm talking about impartation. I'm talking about getting you ready so that you can be launched by God into a new supernatural stratosphere of anointing and a new supernatural stratosphere of destiny. And that's not going to happen in a one-night sermon. Somebody ought to say, we need to get day after day of preparing ourselves for the miraculous moments of Rosh Hashanah. Very quickly, the second personal promise of Rosh Hashanah 
is that God is promising you rest after the test. Say it with me. The second personal promise of Rosh Hashanah is God is promising me rest after the test. Okay. Now, some of you have just been going from test to test to test to test. We're going to interrupt that cycle, okay? Touch your neighbor and say, we're going to interrupt that cycle. Because Rosh Hashanah is a time when God promises rest after the test. A promise, rest. God said it in his word. And his word cannot lie. Rest after the test. Where do we see this? Well, let's go to the second Rosh Hashanah that is not the second Rosh Hashanah that ever happened because every year there's a Rosh Hashanah taking place in the scripture. But the second Rosh Hashanah that scripture brings to our attention so that we will understand the personal promise of Rosh Hashanah. Not only is there the manifestation of divine formation over your destiny, as we saw in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, but now we are looking, dear people of God, at the personal promise that God has given us during Rosh Hashanah. And this is supernatural rest after the test. And the second Rosh Hashanah I want to bring to your attention is found in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. So let's look at it. How do we know it's a Rosh Hashanah? There are several reasons why we know what we're about to read occurred on Rosh Hashanah. Number one, Rosh Hashanah is the Yom HaZikaron. It is the day of remembrance. We're going to see that God remembers Noah. Secondly, we are going to see that Rosh Hashanah takes place in the seventh month. It is the first day of the seventh month. And we are going to read in Genesis chapter 8 verse 4 that the ark rested in the seventh month month so that we understand that what we're reading is occurring on a Rosh Hashanah and God is showing us this so that you and I will know what to receive personal promises touch your neighbor and say child time for you to get enlarged God is saying not one promise not two promises you better be ready to have your spirit expanded to receive all the blessings that God has Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.